Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Does anybody want breakfast? Guys, let's go. I'm leaving for McDonald's in five seconds. Why do you start with that? The Breakfast Stampede Meal. It's only at McDonald's, where there's a meal for every morning. And nothing says morning like a classic sausage McMuffin with egg. Right now, get this all-time favorite for just two bucks on the one, two, three dollar menu. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year, automatically, dollar for dollar, with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2020 Nielsen Report limitations apply. Hey guys, Perry here. Let's make some mayhem. Shoot and loot your way through a mayhem-fueled adventure in Borderlands 3. Blast through new worlds and enemies as one of four new playable vault hunters, each with deep skill trees, abilities, and customization. Play solo or with your friends to take on insane enemies, score loads of loot, and save the galaxy from a fanatical threat. Mayhem is available now on PC, Xbox One, and PS4. Pre-order now at Borderlands.com. Rated M for Mature. It's that little Chico Pitbull, Mr. 305, better said Mr. Worldwide, and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, From Negative to Positive, brought to you by my friends over at State Farm. I believe that to have success, you got to play the game, so that the game doesn't play you. You know, the biggest risk you take is not taking one. It's very important that you make sure that you make the most out of your money, especially when it comes to insurance. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates. They have great agents standing by helping you personalize your coverage. All this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. We begin today's meditation with a few sipping exercises to remind us a little treat can go a long way. So pick up your McCafe iced coffees, close your eyes, and deep sip in. And deep satisfaction out. <sighs> Take a treat retreat at McDonald's. Right now, get a McCafe iced coffee in any size and any flavor for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price of participation may vary. Hey, Collider Witching Hour listeners. This is Haley. And before we get into this week's episode, I've got an exciting giveaway for you guys. Uh, we have two codes for two winners to give away. And both of the winners will each get a copy of The Witch in the Window and The Ranger digitally. So if you guys want to enter for that, all you have to do is add us on Twitter. You can reply to our tweet. You can leave a comment in our .com post. Just make sure if you're leaving a comment in the .com post to leave your email address. And we will get back to two winners with two codes for The Witch in the Window and The Ranger. everyone and welcome back for a brand new episode of the witching hour i am perry nemroff i'm sitting here with Haley fouch who i haven't seen in way too long i know lies by the time you listen to this we would have done (laughs) uh an episode of movie talk together so i have seen her but it feels like it's been a long time since we've not pre-recorded an episode that is true and it's also been a long time in general you were off at tiff Mm -hmm. there's been travels 
I missed you. I missed you too. It's not like, I mean, I love movie talk, but it's not like our hang time. I know. This is our hang time. (laughs) Our hang time to talk about the topics, the movies, the genre we love so much. And it's that time of year already. So it it really is high time to talk about the kinds of movies we love so much. You guys can't see it, but I'm wearing a bat dress right now. Just kidding. You can see it if you go back and watch (laughs) Tuesday's movie talk. (laughs) I feel like there was a reason why I almost commented on that today. And now I forget what it was because bat dresses are rad. I think maybe it was something during the She-Hulk conversation. (laughs) I think it had something to do with when you were talking about uh, euphoria style and and that real. I don't know. I just wanted to connect that to you just like rocking your dress today. Yeah, I've always been very confident rocking my goth instincts, but I do appreciate euphoria inspiring me to rock my glam instincts more. How are you prepping for Halloween right now? Have you done anything yet? Any shopping? Um, just, just things like buying dresses I don't need. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't don't have costume plans. Do you? Well, actually, now that you bring it up, tomorrow I'm going to be unveiling, I think it has to be Dewey's Halloween costume number one, because it feels too early to show off a picture of him in his costume, but it pertains to a certain movie that's hitting theater, so I have to show it off tomorrow. Right on. But uh, that's the only costuming I've done (laughs) thus far. I'm not good at dressing up for Halloween. As much as I love Halloween and as much as I admire other people's abilities to create these wonderful costumes, I'm just... Like, I'm shit at it. Like, I feel like I come up with these really cool ideas, and then it's too obscure, and nobody knows who I am, and I feel like an idiot. No, it's fun. When I was the love witch, nobody, I literally known. nobody understood. I Everyone was just known. like, you look cute, but what is that? Oh, that's such a bummer. So wait, if you had to choose right now a Halloween costume based on a genre movie that came out in 2019, what would it be? Mm. The easy one, I think, is Ready or Not. I was going to say us. Oh, that's, that's also the easy very one because easy. We, we've got a collection of scissors in the office, yes. and they are us scissors if you'd like a pair. Uh, yeah, I have a feeling we're going to see a lot of tethered about this Halloween season. Quite a few. And scoops ahoys will be a plenty. Oh, my God. There's going to be so many scoops yeah. ahoys. Maybe even some uh, Margot Robbie Harley Quinns, too. Oh, with I the expect new, it. With the new look out and about totally. right now. I mean, there are Harley Quinns every single year. But remember yeah. how big that was? Suicide Squad year. And now I do. a whole other reason to bring out that costume and shake it up a little. And another one, like I was saying on Movie Tech, that I'm just excited for people to embrace their glam. Yes. I love it. Yes. I don't have much glam to embrace, but <laughs> I don't know. If I think I've got long enough now. If I think of something between that, like in a month and a half. Yeah. But then again, you know me with the marathon. I'm just like too consumed. You're busy. I'm not even gonna well, be here for Halloween. Well, think Isn't that sad? Easy for you. I it know. Is, but I you'll be something. in New York, right? I'll be in transit. How oh. much does that suck? <laughs> that is a bummer. So the marathon is on Sunday, November 3rd. Uh-huh. And usually when I fly home to New York for, for a little family time, I'll take the red eye Friday into Saturday so I don't have to miss a day of work. But the right. problem is I can't just be on one like so-so night of sleep before the marathon. So I'm flying in Thursday into Friday, sleeping there Friday and Saturday, and hopefully being race day ready on Sunday, which mm-hmm. means... I don't know. Do, do kids trick or treat up and down the aisles of a red eye flight? Because really, hope I'll, not. I'll put some candy in my bag or something. I don't know. <laughs> well, that's uh, a big bummer. That is it? depressing. Yeah. I'll find a I'll find a way to 
to brighten my you know what I'm gonna do mm. and it's gonna please me this is this is like a really twisted thing I'm about to say but I don't care <laughs> I'm gonna find like the most batshit crazy goriest movie that I could possibly put on my iPad mm. and then watch it on the plane in hopes that people would be creeping over my shoulder and being like what the fuck is, is that? that and then I can be like it's Halloween it's my time to do <laughs> this <laughs> so all bets are off people the amount of times I've watched inappropriate material in public places because of what we do all the yeah. time. I just I can't even count. Well, keep your eyes on your own screen, people. Yeah. Well, that too. I, but sometimes, <laughs> I mean, admittedly, so when I uh, when I flew to Toronto and you know I got up to use the restroom and I could see the entire plane yeah. in front of me while I was waiting. I love, love, love observing what people choose to watch on airplanes. Same. I just can't help it. It's an interesting. I don't know, like five-hour popularity contest. It kind of is. Yeah. I feel like Avengers Endgame has been dominating. Oh, it's on everything. I chose Longshot the other day, though. Oh, that's a good one. And I'm glad I finally got around to watching it. Yeah. I, it shouldn't have taken me as long as it did, and I'm glad I saw it eventually. <laughs> well, it was not in theaters very long, It was sadly. quite good, though. Yeah. Um, Love Seth Rogen. Yeah, so he much. is great. Just watched a... There are new episodes of The Chef Show on Netflix. Well, I've and, never seen it. Oh, my goodness. It's the most, I should watch, most yeah. delightful I've heard, show. I've heard great things. It's just pure feel-good. It's perfect. Like, I put it on in the background because it doesn't demand you pay attention to the plot or anything. And uh, he's on He's on the first episode of the new season. And it's, it's just, just those three together are overwhelmingly charming and make you feel good. Hmm, I want to watch it. I'm just feeling so overwhelmed by all the stuff I have to watch. I know. Well, that's... But I, like I started... Uh, I started... Euf- I, I've gotten in this terrible habit of starting things and not finishing them. Not really on purpose, but I started Euphoria the other day. And I'll, I'll you know, watch an episode at a time, whatever. But last night, I watched half of uh, Tiger's Not Afraid before I fell asleep. Not because I didn't like the movie. I thought the movie was excellent just because mm-hmm. I'm still running on tiff fumes and yeah. I can't keep my eyes open after a certain hour. So yeah. I got to get back to watching that on Shutter. All right. We got two hot topics today. We are going to do a little bit of a genre report from TIFF 2019, and then we're going to get a preview of a really big trip Haley's going on very, very <laughs> soon. I'm super jealous, but I am just thrilled I get to experience it through you. Yeah. You're going to Austin for Fantastic Fest. Absolutely. Wouldn't miss it. Oh, I cannot wait. It's oh, my. my favorite thing every year, and uh, last year was kind of stolen from me a bit as I was very very ill oh, and yeah, so this this is going to be the best one ever you it's, drink it's your be, emergency yeah yeah uh, I, it's going to be a uh, two years into one type festival because I have to make up for last year so okay. and the lineup is insane which we will get into yes yes uh, let me know when we get to things that have any crossover so also going through this list right now I'm curious what teeters on the line of genre and not genre. Oh. It's like, would you ca- would you count? I mean, all right. I'll, I'm just going to start with the one that I'm I'm certain fits Witching Hour brand, and that's Sea Fever. Oh, have you cool. have you heard much about Sea Fever besides me not being able to stop talking about it? <laughs> um, well, I haven't seen you in forever, so I actually haven't heard of it from you. But I have heard very good things, and that it is a monster movie at sea, which basically yes. I'm already sold. So one of my favorite things about going to a film festival is 
as we prepare, especially when we do those interview suites, as we prepare, it's usually, you know, find the big names and the hot the hot sure. properties and the videos people are instantly going to want to go watch. But one of my favorite things is going to a festival and discovering these hidden gems, things that don't have distribution that need a little bit of extra love or just like these hidden things that I'm not aware of before. And the best of the best in that category that I saw at TIFF 2019, no doubt, is Sea Fever. And I was so excited that the director and the cast swung by the Collider Lounge to talk about the movie. You could listen and watch that on the the uh, Collider Interviews YouTube channel. And I believe the audio might be on the Collider Conversations feed nice. on uh, podcast form, too. But this is actually a feature directorial debut from Nasa Hardiman, who is an acclaimed TV director, and you pretty much got it there. So it's about a marine biology student who she just wants to stay in the lab. She's not really like bubbly and super social, but her program requires that she get some, you know, at sea experience. So she <laughs> just real quick, my brain. This is 2019 for you. You're like her program, and I'm like, wait, she's a robot. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, no, no, I totally get it now. Program. But my brain went full tilt. And like, then they reveal she's a robot. Yeah, exactly. And she got wet because there was a wave and shit happens. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt. Okay. We're back on track. Here we go. <laughs> so she boards, she boards a trawler and the crew on that trawler is like desperate for a big catch. They really, really need it. So they go to this area where they're sure it's going to happen. And before they can make that big catch, a mysterious octopus-like creature grabs onto the boat. And creepy things happen, and I loved every second of it. But the cool thing about this movie is it ticks all the creature feature boxes that you would want in Mm. just, you know, like a a cinematic thrill, a sit back, relax, and enjoy the ride type movie. But then on top of that, it's got this extra layer in this idea of basically how it explores our knee-jerk reaction to – you know, defend ourselves against or fight something that we don't know. And given the situation of the world and how we treat it right now, it's something that kind of really sunk in and made this wild, entertaining ride really stick with me after. So I applaud everybody involved in Sea Fever. I can't wait to see that one. It sounds, I mean, like, as I grow and accept myself, I am accepting that my favorite movies might be monster movies. Yeah. Um so I'm very hyped on that. But it also has uh, two of my favorite actors that I thought were going to be bigger stars, Connie Nielsen and Dougray Scott. Oh, they are wonderful, too. I, I thought they were, like, in the early 2000s. I was like, these guys yeah. are going to be huge. They play a cup, the couple that, uh, you know, basically owns and manages the boat. And oh, cool. they're so good in it. And with his character in particular, it's just interesting watching. Uh, it's interesting during a movie tracking someone's response to something Mm. and how they're so willing to sacrifice something here but not here when this happens i'm trying to explain this point without (laughs) giving a spoiler away but you know there there's some very uh interesting character study elements in the mix here too awesome all right going down my list so right now i'm looking at my my tiff movies ranked list and skipping over the non-genre movies as i go down well, and i am well, landing name them as you go just to you want to hear out. yeah yeah all right you don't have to like give a whole breakdown but just tell me what you liked jojo rabbit was number one. Oh shit knives out came in at number two waves is number three okay marriage story is number four then i've got sea fever at five okay 
Now going down to six, I have Bad Education, uh-huh. which actually just sold huge to HBO, which is pretty cool. Seven was Hustlers. Eight was Judy. Nine was Ford v. Ferrari. And my number 10 is Guns Akimbo. And that's uh-huh. where I can stop and talk because yes. Guns Akimbo is the second feature from director Jason Lee Howden. Are you seeing that at Fantastic Fest? I was because literally just searching should. the schedule. You should. Here's the problem. I think it might only have one screening, okay. which is the opening screening. That's okay. That's fine, but don't don't watch it. You know, like on a link or or by yourself. Okay. Like this is a movie that is just like the ultimate midnight crowd pleaser. It's freaking what and I'm and a they little, do have a midnight screening actually. Uh, oh, do they? Yeah, I highly recommend it. I'm a little bummed myself. So I saw this at TIFF. I think it was so. This is what it was. I saw Joker when this movie premiered at night. And then I went to the P&I the next morning, which thankfully was on a big IMAX screen. It was a semi-packed crowd. Not necessarily, you know, all the right audience for a movie like Guns Akimbo. <laughs> like, wh- is what is going to happen at Fantastic yeah. Fest. But the fact that I saw this movie after, I mean, being completely exhausted, totally wrecked, saw this movie at something like 9.45 in the morning. And I-, I wasn't just alert the entire time. I was stopping myself from clapping. I just had, I had so much fun with nice. this concept. And I think Jason Lee Howden is such an ambitious director. Really, I love his first movie, Deathgasm. I think it's so much fun. Like, crack open a beer, sit down with friends, and watch Deathgasm any day of the week. Guns Akimbo is on another level as far as his visuals and his craftsmanship go. It's just the stunts in this movie are through the freaking roof. I still can't believe he pulled off certain things. And the casting of Samara Weaving and Daniel Radcliffe is so on point. I can't handle it. I don't want to box her into, you know, the the like leading lady badass type thing because I think she's capable of so much more. She's just been in a lot of genre projects, but she's sure. so perfectly suited for that, the role <laughs> of Nyx. I, I can't handle it. And then Daniel Radcliffe's character is he's a, he's a video game programmer that gets looped into this game where Samara Weaving's character is one of the best of the best. It's called Schism and it's basically an online death match and he's forced to play and he's pitted against her in it. Mm. And they are just something else in this movie. I really applaud him. I I think that uh, as far as up and coming directors go, many should keep an eye on him because I think it's only a matter of time if this is the direction he wants to go in before he makes that leap to, you know, I mean, like, big-budget studio fare. Because Guns Akimbo suggested to me that he could handle it and use that money well. I love that you're this excited about number 10 on your list. You must have had a very good tiff the, this year. The cutoff, the cutoff is crazy. Yeah. I mean, I'm actually going to cut it off at movies I like. And there's a very, very small, small, small handful that I'm not going to name. Wow. If someone wants to do the math, you could probably figure it out based on comments I've made elsewhere. Well, so, I mean, that's awesome news for everyone listening because that means we're about to get a whole bunch of really good movies in theaters. Yeah. Eleven is The Personal History of David Copperfield. Uh Twelve is Calm with Horses. Thirteen is Hope. I just want to give Hope a little bit of a shout out because that is not my kind of movie whatsoever. It is a really depressing cancer drama, like a family drama. It's Stellan Skarsgård playing the husband to Andrea Hovig's character. She's the wife in this situation. Or actually, they're not even married. They they just live together and they they have a family together. They're just not married. But she's diagnosed with uh, with 
terminal cancer and has, I think it's something like three months. It's just this heartbreaking scenario where I look at her performance and it's so good. And I can't imagine any individual, I don't care how much you care about your craft, putting yourself in that headspace for so long. They're just so good in the movie that I walked away from it. Just, I mean, really thinking that her performance in particular might be one of the best performances I've seen all year. And it's going to get next to no recognition. And that's unfortunate. You know, I'm glad you singled it out because literally Googling it, you like if you Google Hope movie, it doesn't even come up. It, it really frustrates me. <laughs> really frustrates me. But there's a Hope interview coming to the Collider uh, interview YouTube channel. So check and that out. there's some, uh, some Stellan Skarsgård talking a little yes, Dune we already have well. up, right? He's so wonderful. He's yeah. just like such a warm, nice man. <laughs> Those Skarsgårds. <laughs> Seriously. Number 14 on my list is a movie called Hearts and Bones. Another great one. Uh, 15 is the Ellen Page documentary, There's Something in the Water. That's got a pretty horrific component to it actually it's about environmental racism and what that basically means is that it specifically focuses on Nova Scotia which is where she's from and they drive through uh, poor areas where companies have come in and just polluted their homes mm-hmm. to such an extent there's there's just one portion of the documentary where she's driving with her uh, her co-director uh, Ian Daniel and they're just driving through a town with a woman that lives in that area and she's just pointing at one house after the next saying like the man that lived in that house died of cancer. The kids who live in that can And it's just, I, I don't know. When you don't think about that stuff often enough and then you see a documentary where it's all like packaged into this like little ball and just kind of like dropped in your lap, it's it's overwhelming. And it it's kind of upsetting to me that I don't do enough to combat things like that. Dude, this, my, this is the greatest guilt of my life is that yeah. I spend all my time talking about movies and the world needs help. Well, that's why I was so glad that they came into the yeah. Collider Lounge too because, I mean, if the little teeny itty bitty part I can do is just to raise awareness by promoting this documentary, I'm going to do it as much as I possibly can. I'm really, I on that train of thought, I really am impressed with Ellen Page and the career she's made for herself. You know, being so young when she got into the Oscar game, she could have gone a completely different career path and mm-hmm. uh, um, what her and uh, her her Daniel Ian is it? Yes. What they uh, do? Did I say Ian Daniel? I might. Ian have. Daniel. I I might be wrong. I mix things up all the time. But uh, I think it's Ian Daniel. Ian Daniel. What did you? What, so wait, who said which? I I said it wrong. You said you said I it, said right. it right. Okay. Yes. <laughs> That's shocking. To me. Fair enough. Because I <laughs> I didn't just interview them. All right. I was pulling that. But what they do with Gaycation, I think, is really special yeah. too. And I just I I like the way she merges her activism with creating art. Yes, is what I'm trying to say. I really like your take. One question I had asked her when she came into the studio is that, you know, you're going to continue working behind the lens. What are your, you know, hopes and dreams and intentions? And I asked her if, you know, like a narrative scripted thing is uh, mm-hmm. a possibility for her. And, and she said, no, she wants to, you know, use this this power that she has to tell these kinds of stories. So. Yeah. It seems like she. this isn't going to be the end of it for her. She's going to keep pursuing that path, and that excites me. Well, she also does it you know, through her acting roles at times, mm-hmm. something like Free Held. And That's stuff. true. She makes uh, films that are important to her, whether it's an acting or directing, producing gig, and I, I think that's amazing. I could not agree more. Where did I leave off? 16, Harriet. My 17 is – all right. No one get mad at me just yet. My 17 is Joker and – if you saw the review I posted on my personal channel, th- and also the ordering of this list isn't the best of TIFF 2019. Yeah. These are my favorite movies yeah. of 
Toronto 2019. And when it comes to Joker, I admire the craftsmanship and I thought there are there's so many elements of this movie that I think are not even at a certain level, but well be of it, well above it, including Joaquin Phoenix's uh, performance in it. It's just I walked out not necessarily having enjoyed it or enjoyed the feeling that it left me with, which is why it's lower down on the list. Uh we should also, in the future, because that, that's got some pretty horrific stuff in there. We yeah. should probably talk about Joker fairly heavily as we get into uh, October. Looking forward to slash dreading it? I, I mean, honestly, I'm curious to, I'm curious to yeah. hear as many opinions on this movie as I possibly can because I, like, I think there's going to be just so many different takes. I do think it's going to be a very polarizing movie, but... I don't know. There's there's a lot of like little cracks in what happens in this movie that I'm curious to see, you know, just what people make of it. And mm-hmm. because he doesn't Todd Phillips doesn't necessarily push you in any one direction. He doesn't say you should interpret the story this way. And I think that's just going to make it, you know, almost like a free for all. It can go any which way. Oh, God, it's going to be such a shit show. Yeah, um, it might be. I am curious because, you know, generally speaking, if if you like, let's say you leap back to our conversations about like Hereditary versus Midsummer, I, I was never so affected. I was very affected by Hereditary, but it, I didn't like it any less for how bad it made me feel. You know what I'm saying? So like that. I don't mind make movies movies that make me feel like shit unless they're just straight up like sad cancer movies like you were describing. Yeah. Um, so I'm very curious to see how it resonates with me knowing that it's obviously a real downer. Yeah, yeah, it is. And I mean, to be fair, even though it's one of the movies that isn't higher on my list, I it's another situation where I'm just I'm curious to see it again. I mean, yeah. we all well know that our opinions on movies change drastically oh, the boy. more we see them. <laughs> and given the fact that now I know every plot point in this film, I'm curious to go back and kind of, you know, dig into some of the character work Joaquin Phoenix did and, you know, basically see how what he does at the beginning of the movie signals where everything heads. So those are my brief thoughts on Joker. Um, (laughs) 18 is Sweetness in the Belly, which stars uh, Dakota Fanning. I keep wanting to say Dakota Johnson. Uh Wait until Dakota Fanning makes more movies and I'm going to accidentally say Fanning instead of Johnson when I'm talking about a Johnson movie. Oh, boy. The stress is real. 19 is where I have Synchronic. And let's still remember that these are movies that I did enjoy. These are all in my positive realm. And then I hate doing this, but number 20, I'm going to stop at number 20 because this is where it teeters into me just like flat out not liking something. But The Lighthouse and The Lighthouse, I greatly appreciate for its ambition and in particular, its atmosphere and the fact that Robert Eggers just he does what he wants to do. His actors do what they want to do with his direction this is a movie that i am astounded got made and i (laughs) applaud them for just the lengths they go to to make this absolutely batshit crazy story that here's another one where i'm really looking forward to uh hearing people dissect this thing because there are certain themes and visuals and many other things in this movie that i still even after i think it's been like a week and a half since i've seen it i don't entirely know what to make of it but again it's low on the list just because Not really for me. I can't say I enjoyed watching the movie, but 
I admire it quite a bit. Is it weird that everything you just said and it being the lowest on your list actually has just made me more excited? No, I, for it? I really I heard a lot of that when I expressed my opinions about the Joker, too. And, yeah. and you know, if that's the case, I mean, yeah. that's the point. Specifically because of our friendship and I know our tastes. Yeah. All the things that you just said are what you tend to say about movies that I fucking love. Well, you know, there is a little dancing in this movie. Oh, shit. A little bit of dancing. <laughs> now See, it's on. You should be uh, you should be pretty good with that one. I mean, there. I guess that's it. That's yeah. that's twenty movies that I saw at uh, TIFF twenty nineteen. Admittedly, not a single one was on the midnight lineup. I know uh, Platform won the Midnight Award, and I did really want to see that. And the other one that I really wanted to see that I got a ticket to and then had to give it back because I had another interview added to my schedule was uh, <laughs> Blood Quantum that I heard great things about. Also, oh. so sadly, no, no midnighters for me. But hopefully, you're going to catch them all at Fantastic Fest soon you didn't enough. Even get to catch Color Out of Space. Nope, my heart breaks. Nope. I know. Uh, Matt, Matt, I think, saw that, He though. did. He yeah. really, he, really liked Matt, it. Because Matt reviewed it. Yeah, yeah. That's part of the reason why I knocked that off the list, too. Or I don't know if you really, really liked it by Matt's standards of horror. He really <laughs> liked it. I get it. Yeah. I get it. Uh, I'll, be, I'll be catching that one at Fantastic Fest, and I, I cannot wait. And I'm going to be talking to Richard Stanley as well, which is very... Um, Who else are you interviewing there? Do you know? Who else do I have confirmed? I'll be talking to Takashi Mikay. Ooh, yeah. That's pretty cool. <laughs> it's pretty cool. Um, it's going to be interesting. You know, interviews with um, translators are always interesting and unpredictable and fun. Yeah. Uh, the little I, – I get really fascinated by the, the changes and basically that happen in between what you said, what they got, what they answer, and what you got. Huh. There's always that little middle ground that's yeah. never going to be recovered, and I find that fascinating. <laughs> uh, it's like a game of telephone, you know? I like the way you put it. Um, uh, yeah. Who else do I? Ha- I I uh, I might be talking to Justin and Aaron, even though you just did, just because I want to. It's well worth it. Yeah, it's um, well worth it. And because they're, you know, they're witching our royalty. So yeah, as many interviews as possible. I, I'm perfectly fine with adopting <laughs> that mentality. I am going to. Oh, just because I like Justin Long, I'm going to talk to Justin Long oh, for cool, the cool. wave because I think he seems like a cool dude. Nice. Yeah. Uh, those are what I have confirmed right now, but there should be more because I have no self-control over my <laughs> workload. <laughs> I have the same problem. Yeah. It's, it really is incredible how there was a point right before I went to Toronto where I panicked that I wasn't <laughs> going to be able to see and do enough. And then all of a sudden, oh, like, God. I mean, like, I, I think I slept like maybe like three, four hours every night I was there. Oh, my goodness. I can't do it. I'm too old. I don't know oh. how you hang. Um, yeah, that's... Uh, that's such a massive rundown, and you didn't even see Midnight's. I'm just so impressed with the, the I mean, amount you took in. I think I'm I, I'm most impressed by the fact that I just rattled off 20 titles, <laughs> and every single one of them are at the good line or above. Absolutely not I, normal for a film festival. Yeah. I mean, That's kind of incredible. And it's like I'm looking at two of the three that I didn't like. Yeah. And they even have admirable qualities in them wow. that I want to applaud. That's awesome. Yeah. And honestly, 2019 needs it. This has not been my favorite year in cinema so yeah. far. Okay. So I'm, okay. I am hype for a, a very good final quarter. All right. I like the sound of that. Yes. Um, do you want to pivot over well, to Fantastic Fest? I do, but I have a query for you. Did yes, we please. ever? Uh, this is a little late, but we we had so many pre-records. Did we ever run down our thoughts on North Bend after the fact? 
I don't think so. Yeah, let's talk about that okay, for yeah, a minute because yeah. we actually saw the, most of those movies together. We did. Yeah. We did. That was an experience. I think, I think I appreciate the experience more so than the individual movies. It's like that's what I'm going to take away from it. Yeah. Like being in the North Bend, Washington bubble for three days straight. I know. Which, you know, having grown up in New York and now having only lived in New York and L.A., it is a very interesting bubble for me to have existed in for as long as I did. Absolutely. It's a super, super small town. Yeah. I mean, it's one of the smallest places I've ever, like, stayed overnight in. Yes. Um, and it's just, you know, the whole hook of the festival is kind of this, like, woodsy vibe of, I don't I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, it's sort of almost folklorish. I don't know, something otherworldly. I, I think kind of, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's like they're going for that, well, David Lynch vibe, yeah, basically. Because yeah. right. it's, it's set in the town where Twin Peaks was filmed, and that's sort of the hook of the film festival is come, like, get your weird shit here. Yeah. And I love it. I mean, even just staying in, like, our weird little motel room where yeah. it had, like, a little nook for your bed or whatever the <laughs> heck that was. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a very, very small town that I think fits the vibe of the festival really well. Mm-hmm. And I think what's really cool is that I love a festival that is rooted in the location where it's set, sort of. And yeah. that, that defines the, the energy of the festival. I don't know. I think it's such a really, um, a really special up-and-coming festival that uh, I, I want to get huge because I want it to keep happening. But I also never want it to expand because I want it to stay just as perfect as yeah, it is. I can understand that. Uh, shout out to the North Bend Bar and Grill, which gave <laughs> yeah. me about 75 percent of my meals. <laughs> shout out to Poor House, which was the only bar that was open past midnight. Right on. Um, do you remember the Coca D Coca Day song? Damn you, Perry. Of course you do. I hate you for doing that. Yeah, me. sorry, I had to. Um, <laughs> it finally <laughs> left. Yeah, Coco, Coco D, Coco Day was not our film. No. Uh, but. <laughs> Uh, I will say that's one that uh, we talked to a couple of people who just yeah loved it, like yeah. one of their favorite movies of the year. Uh, that would not be on my list, but Extraordinary was a big winner. Extraordinary was so I freaking love that much movie. Fun did that? I think that might have taken the uh, audience. Award. Oh, that would not surprise me yeah. one bit. What a crowd pleaser! So much fun, so high energy, and what I love about it is that there's there's so many. Exorcism slash ghost comedies. Mm-hmm. That I feel like you just said ghost like she would with her accent. Maybe. <laughs> I don't I know. do love the Irish. <laughs> um, but that it's really hard to find a way to do that again and it, that feels different and doesn't feel like a rehash of Ghostbusters ultimately. And they uh, they did a great job. It feels different and unique and fun and very crowd-pleasing. Yes. Um, <clears throat> She also got uh, Best Actress from the jury. Oh, really? At the fest, which okay, I was a good, part good. of Full Disclosure. Yes. Full Disclosure. I'm happy to hear that. Um, let's see. What else was really cool there before The Incredible we... Shrinking Weekend? Oh, that, that was the opening? That was really cool. But you know what? I was wrong. Uh, it was actually Circus of Books, the documentary oh. that took the Audience Award. Yeah, yeah. That... Which is uh, cool and to put on your radar that's coming to Netflix oh, eventually. That. Yeah. That's, uh, it's sort of like a, a, a queer culture documentary about a, uh, a a porn store and uh it's really really good that's the one that's screened before or after knives and skin right um, or or the next night it was the night that was, i left it on was sunday the night, night. You left okay. yeah that's why i didn't see it bummer and uh i met the director and she's a super sweetheart so 
support her movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Knives and Skin, since you bring yeah. it up. Man, I loved Knives and Skin. That yeah. was my jam. It, it, it's definitely your jam, and yeah. the fact that it cracked me made me happy. Yeah. <laughs> I made me happy, too. I was not sure, but uh, I think it's just as weird as it is, there's like a really accessible thread of comedy in it mm-hmm. that kind of anyone, well, not anyone, because Brad really hated it, but, uh, but most people can can get in on. Well, there's something I appreciate, though, about North Bend is, you know, they're they're not necessarily in the business of just programming everything to be the biggest crowd pleasers. No. It's It's like you know, real thinky movies. It's it's movies that are super bold and they take chances. And it doesn't surprise me that most of the titles we've brought up have a polarizing effect to them where yeah. it's, it's a love it or hate it type thing. I really, I love Knives and Skin. I love it. It's going to be one that I know that when it's uh, at home, I'm going to watch it I a probably lot. probably would too. And I just, it has musical numbers that I want to sing along to, <laughs> like, of course. Or acapella choral renditions yeah, yeah. of famous songs, I guess is what you would call that. But, um... Yeah, I love it. And if you guys are intrigued, you should go back and listen to our live podcast recording with director Jennifer Reeder out of the festival. But back to Incredible Shrinking Weekend, which you brought up. Yeah. Um, That was a cool – there's a lot of time loops this year. Yeah. I was very impressed with that. I feel like I saw another time loop. What was the other time loop we saw there? Oh, it was Kokodee. 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 Yeah. Yeah, so there's that, and yeah. then there are the really good. Uh, I don't yeah. want to say that because it's like maybe that movie's just not for us. But it is not for us. But uh, it, like I said, people were obsessed with it. They yeah. liked it. I, yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, that but Shrinking Weekend was cool. That's a. That's a. You know, it, it's like kind of hard to describe it, other than it's a time loop relationship movie. Yeah. Well, but it, it treats the time loop structure in ways that I haven't seen. It's mm-hmm. It's got its own unique spin on it. Whereas, you know, when we first sat down and I realized what it was, I'm like, oh, haven't I seen this already this year? Turns out, no, I haven't. Yeah. I like it a lot. And I do think it's a really strong relationship drama, which yeah. is why it works when we have seen the structure so much this year. It's got a great lead performance, too. Absolutely. I'm, I also... Wanted to single out villains, which you missed, unfortunately, but was a I lot really of fun. I really want to see that. It's really cute um, and fun and weird. And it's another one that's like, oh, God, how many movies have we seen where the the criminals break into the wrong house mm-hmm. and there are worse criminals inside? But it does something fun and unique with the formula that felt – it had enough personality to me yeah. that it didn't feel like the same movie I'd already seen. And, man – Bill Skarsgård can do comedy. Of course he can. Dude I feel like he can stitches. do anything. I'm so excited. I was cracking up. Yeah, that's a good... I would put that on the radar. That comes out real soon. Yeah. I forget uh, the date on it. Probably this Friday. I know. <laughs> um, let's see. Is there anything else that was really standout that we missed? Well, uh... Wow. Villains is getting a nationwide release? Yeah, girl. Friday, uh, September 20th. Skarsgård heat. I'm sorry. Huh. It is this Friday. <laughs> nationwide. Bold move. Mm-hmm. Going on that Pennywise money. What else was there? Um, I think you saw a little more than I did. I believe I did. Feral. Uh, oh. Man. Depressing, but good. Oh, I just remembered one. Uh, monument. Monument. Not for Perry. More no, for me. No, not for me. I, I, I'm not obsessed with it, but I did enjoy it more than some. <laughs> uh, it's... It's a fascinating one. What we ultimately learned about it was that it was created as a thesis project. Yeah. Um, to, they had a filmmaker come in and 
basically create vignette scenes for all these uh, thesis actors to complete their degree. And the acting is all really good, but it does feel like a bunch of scenes stitched together with with an ending that will chafe many. Yes. Um, yes, it will. Yeah. <laughs> so that's a that's a sort of know your know your taste before you wander into that one. Uh, I saw Bliss, which I thought was fine. Uh, it's very bloody if you really have been missing like aggressively violent sort of new age extremism type filmmaking that might be more up your alley okay. um, <laughs> it's basically it's a it's about an artist who does a drug called bliss that kind of leads her down a road where she turns into sort of a vampire and things get real gnarly I feel like there should be a bliss synchronic crossover. Oh yeah, I did notice that the uh, <laughs> the taglines are kind of the same. The wave is also about drugs. Okay, yeah, drugs are in so hot right now. Oi, bye. Uh, and before we move on um, from North Bend, I do want to single out their phenomenal VR component. Oh yeah, yeah, which was so cool. We didn't even get to do all oh of it. Oh my god, it. I was so mad I didn't write that up too. There was one, I wish I could remember what it was called now. Um, Traveling oh, While Black? Yes. That is hands down one of the coolest, most effective uses of VR filmmaking I've ever seen. Like, mm. ever, ever, ever. So. What it does is, you know how documentaries often have talking heads that you look at and watch speak? What they do in their documentary is they put you in a diner setting and you sit right alongside the subject. So it just creates this this really unprecedented, uh, you know, feeling that like you're experiencing their true stories and you're sitting there with them and they're they're not like talking at you they're having a conversation with you because you're positioned in a way that you're there with them i i've just i was so blown away by how that one was done i i mean i love that and this was a piece i wanted to write that you know you have all these ideas and then you don't have time no i wanted to write a piece inspired by their vr selection that was essentially about the power of empathy through vr which is i i found to be sort of the unifying thread of the vr things i experienced there Mm -hmm. were that they um via the power of their programming ultimately allowed me to step into like seven different life experiences i never would have had on my own or God willing, some of them I wouldn't have on my own. But like there was one that took you through an immersive state of being bipolar, basically. Mm-hmm. There was one that um, was a very moving animated style about a school shooting. Oh, yeah, I saw that one. That really made me cry. Yeah. <laughs> I won't lie. Um, there was one that put you in the middle of a, uh, a ritual in Cuba. Yes. So there was... All kinds of uh, of scenarios that you know you never you never have the ability or like I said God willing have to experience those kinds mm-hmm. of things, but through the sort of what you were talking about that it puts you right there with these people you you experience a secondhand sort of empathy for them that I think is much stronger than reading a news story or mm-hmm. something. Yeah, I think that's really powerful and something that like if we were a better society we would channel. Instead of just being like, here's VR so that you can box things. It'd be like, here's I VR mean, so that you can learn to be a better person. Admittedly, the boxing things are fun. Dude, but I'm into ba- it. I love a balance between the two. That's what I was just going to say. Yeah, yeah. Let's, <laughs> hit it, let's hit it a little more even keel, maybe. Uh, understandable. Um, yeah, so North Bend. Huge fan. Put it on your radar. Oh, also The Gasoline Thieves. Um, that is a Mexican drama 
or Span. I think it's a Mexican, Mexico, Spain, USA co-production. Um, but it's it's depressing. Oh, <laughs> but it's really good. It's a. Uh, <laughs> It's about a, a young boy who sort of gets caught up in a black market scheme to steal gasoline so that he can afford a phone to, like, date the girl he wants to date. And then his whole life falls apart. Okay. Because he's well, doing the crime. I was curious to see it. It is good, but it's sad. Yeah. You know. I also keep hearing how sad Tigers Are Not Afraid are, so I'm a yeah. little afraid to jump into the ending of that. Yeah. The kids are not all Oh, right. no, 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 no. No, no, no. I, I just mean in general. Yeah. These films about the children. Uh, the kids are well, not did all you right. See, did you see Monos also? <gasps> I have oh, not, but I hear a really yeah. good thing. That is something else. Tough watch, though. Yikes. Uh, on that note, Suffering Children, we will wrap up. <laughs> North Bend Film Fest. No, Transition it's, of the day. <laughs> North Bend is wonderful. It is not about suffering children, and you should definitely oh. check it out. I can't recommend it enough. Uh, Fantastic Fest. Yeah. Onward, the future. I can't Can I ask wait. you questions? Of course. Are you going to see JoJo? Uh, it's my plan. I haven't okay. got my ticket assignments yet, though. Just because I'm looking at the schedule on Thursday and I see one that I did an interview for and I couldn't review because you know how it is with the interviews. Like we were getting links and scrambling to finish them and I watched like 75% of a movie called Saint Maud. But oh, I yeah. was I was super into it. I saw I really like Jennifer Ely and I'm always down to see anything she attaches herself to, but that in particular, there's there were a couple of, you know, effects type moments mm. that I was just big time applauding as I was watching it in the darkness of my Airbnb Love and it. kind of gasping. I hope I didn't scare uh, <laughs> Rems and her mans. But uh, that's that's one that I think I'd rather finish on the big screen when I get the opportunity. Oh, nice. Good yeah. to know. I'm curious about that. You know, when you get the the festival schedule, finally, you kind of have to go through and prioritize which oh, yeah. one you're going to see. And uh that and was... then something happens and everything you've organized and <laughs> yeah. all goes to shit. So. Of course, but you Good have to you. try. <laughs> uh, that's one that when I was looking up the reviews, uh, I was like, okay, moving up the list. Yeah. People really seem to like that. I, I really like talking to those filmmakers, too. Oh, nice. There's a cool group. Uh, yeah, that is on my list. I, so, like, in terms of what I am most hype for, uh, there is a number... There are a number of titles that I have been lucky enough to see already, be it at North Bend or Fantasia. So like Vivarium I have already mm. seen and told you guys about. That's very cool. Um, there's – I see Bliss on the list. Bliss is on the list. There's 35-millimeter. Cool, cool. Yeah, that's fun, right? I really want to see that documentary, Wrangles the Clown. Oh, gosh. That keeps catching my eye. <laughs> that is so not for me, but I, I did promise I'd try to watch it. I don't really love you documentaries. You can go see cook a day again if you want. <laughs> That's so solid. <laughs> um, with all due respect to that film. <gasps> see, oh, Fever's there. See, Fever is there. I just like, got going so to... excited. Did you say that earlier and I missed it? You, I did not say that earlier. Okay. I just yeah. I saw it and... That was just such a nice surprise. I hope you can go see it. Me too. Me too. They were uh, pitching out the titles and they were like, we're also doing Sea Fever, but Perry really got us covered at TIFF. And I was like, fine. 
I really want you to see it. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. It's on my list. Absolutely. Like I said, monster movies, bro. There's also apparently a movie. Sorry, I'm like hijacking this, but now I'm going <laughs> down the schedule and getting so excited. There's a movie called The Ship of Monsters. I don't even know if that's like a ship that's of a, monsters. That's an old movie. Oh, is it? Yes. I've never seen it. Should it's I a, see it? A retrospective screening. Oh. No. Oh, is it like it's like a legit like ship of monsters? I think it's like Space. a sci-fi spaceship type scenario. Okay. Have you seen it? No. Oh no. But I like I said, I do my research. Um, oh, yes, and I've already seen Come to Daddy, which I told you guys was yes. awesome. Uh, Knives and Skin, obviously just told you I'm obsessed with that. Mm. Uh, the Lodge. The Deeper You Dig was not so much for me, but that will also be playing there. The Lodge I haven't seen, and this, I freaking go, better. Go, go, go. I missed it. It wasn't uh, available for me at Fantasia on the days that I was there, but in I the, can't wait. In the tall grass. I really want yes. to see that now. So, like, in terms of what really is on my list, I mean, obviously, by nature of the job, the Netflix titles are really high on my list because, like, I have to cover them. Yes. But in the tall grass, I'm super stoked for Love Vincenzo, Natalie, and his movies. Love Stephen King. Love Patrick Wilson. There's a lot happening there that I'm really into. Uh, the trailer just dropped and... Uh, I didn't actually, to be perfectly honest, get much out of the trailer, but I kind of like it that way because I still have no idea what the hell the movie's oh, about. I, I didn't get much out of it, but I didn't get much out of it as far as story details go, yeah. but that kind of, you know, where it's like sucking the air out of the room feeling, yeah. I thought it did that very well. I'll be honest, I was half paying attention because I don't want it spoiled. <laughs> um, the <laughs> other one that I'm really stoked for from Netflix is Fractured, Brad Anderson's film, because I love The Machinist, and that one yeah. just really got under my skin. Sorry I got distracted, because if you do not go to the rise of Skywalker, the Star Wars drink competition, I'm going to be so disappointed, because it's like Ooh. rise, like R-Y-E-S, and the sky, like S-K-W. Fuck do you think uh, you're talking S-K- to? S-K-Y-Y. Like no. sky vodka. Oh, God, it's vodka. <laughs> Oh, okay. That's better Holy than the shit. gin here, I guess. I want to do this so it's badly. It's so much fun. I was just telling Dorina, it is the most thing in the uh, the most thing. It is the most <laughs> fun thing. It's it's a drink competition where the uh, the bartenders from Alamo locations across yeah. the country come in to compete for who can make the best cocktail <gasps> with a given I liquor. One year was a, I believe, a tequila year. One year was a gin year. This year is apparently vodka. Right, bro. And um, <laughs> you just get wasted. You just walk around trying really fancy cocktails and get wasted and it's at like noon so the rest of the day is great can't wait that's on tuesday hell yeah noon on a tuesday i'm coming for you (laughs) (laughs) oh i see uh, knives out and parasite Yes, those but are the actually, back half. By the time everybody listens to this edition of The Witching Hour, I finally will have seen Parasite. And I'm oh, so cool. excited. Yeah, I will see it later than you next week at the festival. Um, Apparently there's a movie called Butt Boy that immediately makes me think of Bad Milo, but it might be completely different. <laughs> Butt Boy sounds interesting. That have is... you seen Bad Milo? Yeah, it's been a hot minute. But I like it. It's all right. <laughs> uh, Butt Boy is apparently like about a guy who gets a prostate exam and then gets addicted to shoving things up his ass. And it's, oh, never mind. It's shot, but apparently it's really funny and shot. Okay, no. I'm prim- I can't quite fathom it, <laughs> but apparently it is both funny, but also funny because the film treats it very seriously and is shot like a Fincher film. I'm curious to see if I'll take to butt humor when it doesn't yeah. involve like a little cute critter that comes out of your butt. Mm, it doesn't sound like my thing, <laughs> but we'll see. 
I'm curious. I'm curious. I'm also, let's see, I'm really into, I'm very curious about The Vast of Night, which yes. had really good buzz out of Overlook, I think. Um, was it overlooked? Somewhere. It might, I think it was, eh, I don't really remember, but it was at um, uh, TIFF. Oh, and I think cool. it has distribution also. Nice. I am obviously excited for Color Out of Space. Duh. I am curious slash terrified of Deerskin, which is from a director who did a film, I think in 2013, called Nothing Bad Can Happen, which is a lie. Many bad things can and do happen in that film. And it's one of the most devastating, soul-crushing films I've ever seen. Oh, boy. So this is that filmmaker's... Uh, oh, no. I'm sorry. I was getting that confused. Deerskin is the new um, the new one from the guy who did Rubber, which I'm super hyped for. Oh, I like Rubber, yes. shockingly. I like Rubber. And he had one at, uh, at Fantastic Fest last year called Keep an Eye Out. That was such a, an absurd comedy. It tickled me to death. And I, that doesn't surprise there me. Was a, that was when I was sick. I was sitting up alone in the, the press room, and it, something in it made me laugh so hard that I, like, coughed for 10 minutes straight. So I'm always – anything <laughs> that can get me on that, like, visceral of a physical level, I'm always going to be interested to see. Tell us about the secret screening situation. So there are two secret screenings? E- there's one secret screening that is like, you know, a big deal. Yeah. And then there's one that's usually an AFCA film. So it's like a um, a repertory screening. Gotcha. And for, for like the big new release one, do we have any predictions on what it might be? Oh, gosh. There's so many. Nobody ever fucking knows that. Oh, okay. Every, every year everyone's like, I got it. <laughs> and then they're <laughs> totally wrong. I think Matt Donato has tweeted that like 20 times yeah. already. No, I mean, the theories, what are the theories? Uh, Dolomite is my name is a big theory because of their relationship with okay. Netflix. Um, Dr. Sleep? Dr. Sleep is a big theory. Countdown? Uh, I actually haven't seen that one come up, probably because the trailer just came out. I could see it, though. Um, that's interesting. That had not come up. Now I'm pondering that. <laughs> Wouldn't it be ridiculous that- if I actually guessed what it was? <laughs> Like, but I is think, that a big enough title to like to qualify for the secret screening? Well, wouldn't it be funny? That maybe funny is not the right descriptor, but <laughs> wouldn't it be interesting if the only crowd that ever got to see the hunt was the Fantastic Fest oh, secret screening crowd? Now that I would fuck. Probably not happening. Not going to happen. But that would be actually a really smart play by Blumhouse because the crowd there would love it. Um. And uh, by, I mean, we don't know if it's a good movie, but the crowd there would absolutely not dismiss it on political yeah. platforms. I don't think anything would make me more jealous than if that were the secret screening. That would be incredible. I don't think it's going to happen, but no, that neither would be do I. absolutely incredible. Blumhouse is always an option, though. They did split a couple years ago. Uh, so a lot of people are thinking maybe Black Christmas. Oh, that would make a lot of sense. Yeah. Or um, didn't they? Eh, they, had, they probably have like a little post to go, though, right? Didn't they just wrap? It's possible. And just to be uh, accurate, the one I was talking about from the director of Nothing Bad Can Happen is called Pelican Blood. Ooh. Yikes. Okay. <laughs> uh, immediate yikes for me. The uh, The secret screening is fun. Last year was mm-hmm. Suspiria, which was couldn't have been better for me, obviously. Yeah, really. There's one in here called The Pool that I guess came out uh, a minute ago overseas, but it's about a guy who gets stuck in a deep pool with his girlfriend, and then a crocodile shows up. Oh, I want to see that. 
Yeah, I don't know if you do, though, because I hear there's a dog. Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> why Why do these filmmakers do this to I me? I don't know. Hi. Uh, there is also We Summon the Darkness <gasps> that has my attention. <laughs> did you read the full description of that? Yes, of course it's I did. Like I the beginning, the, the beginning just says, let's be frank, this is essentially an open water sequel. <laughs> <laughs> in a pool, without water, but the pool's in Thailand, and it just so happens that a passing crocodile likes the look of it. Yeah, just like Overwatch. I don't think there's an easier way to get me than with like a <laughs> cheeky description like that. That one has Hi. my attention. Uh, I'm into it. I'm also curious about We Summon the Darkness, which has Alexandra Daddario and is uh, another, I think, a little Satan-y movie happening here. Okay. A uh, heavy metal situation. Well, you know how I feel about the Satan-y stuff. <laughs> I don't know what the heck that meant. I don't, I don't either. I actually don't know how you feel about that. I don't either. Yes. Uh, but yes, it's it's best friends on a road trip to go to a heavy mu- heavy metal music festival when they run into some Satanist bullshit. Cool, cool. Uh, <laughs> I really like Alexandra Daddario, though. It's basically what's happening there. And, I mean, it's just an insane amount. Memory, the origins of Alien. You all know I'm obsessed with Alien, so I'm curious about that. That's a documentary about, as you might guess, the origins of Alien. Um, Obviously excited for Synchronic, despite your somewhat, you know, whelmed response, let's say. Neither over or under. Yeah. Um, They're doing doing sort of... One of the themes of this year's festival is like queer horror. So they are doing a 35 millimeter of A Nightmare on Elm Street 2, as well as a documentary on the star of that film. That sounds fun. There's just so much, dude. And I'm there the whole festival. I'm I'm actually so happy that I'm still so physically and mentally exhausted (laughs) because it means that I can't like tap into my full jealousy right now. But oh. probably by the time you're gone, I'm going to be back it'll, to it'll kick back in. to peak levels. Yeah, the FOMO always shows I up. I know. So I this know. one has my attention, um, and I'm going to say it wrong. So sorry, ja- Jalikatu. It's um, it's an action movie from India. And let me just read you the brief summary. Yes, please. The line between man and beast dissolves when a buffalo escapes slaughter in a sleepy South Indian village, leaving a trail of chaos and explosive machismo in its wake. It's a landlocked Jaws, a bestial 2001, and a contemporary Mad Max Fury Fury Road all rolled into one. Has my attention. Yeah. I I don't know how you're going to do it. Um, I hope you come back to us. I <laughs> are you going to come back do. to us with a new tattoo? Probably. Okay. I don't know. I'm curious. Seems when you, okay. Wait. One request, just so I could play along and have a little fun. When you see what the tattoos are, are you able to take a picture and send them to me? Yeah, of course. Okay. I want to say. Yeah. I'm so excited. It, it depends, though. Like, uh, I waited in the line one year, and it was the whole closing night party. So, like, generally speaking, if I don't get selected for the raffle for those who don't know what the fuck i'm talking about fantastic fest does free tattoos at their closing night party there's a raffle where you can get chosen or you can wait in a long ass line and miss the whole party i did that one year i don't intend to do it again so if i'm not chosen for the raffle i will probably just if i really want one take yeah. it to a tattoo shop and get okay, it. okay that makes sense yeah. if Which i was a lot of people if i was super into one of the designs i would sacrifice the party that's what i did for godzilla yeah but like makes sense i mean <laughs> Party. The party was pretty good. For the rest of my life. It was nice (laughs) of the guys in front of me to offer me cocaine, but I didn't want it anyway. So, like, that wasn't a party in the line at all. (laughs) 
<laughs> wow, how'd we get there? Because I was it's thinking fantastic about the, I was thinking about the line, and these dudes were like, "Well, why we're here? You want some cocaine?" I was like, "No, sir, but thanks. Let's hang out." Only at that festival. <laughs> I don't know about that. Well, yeah, maybe not. <laughs> now that you say it, a lot of people right. in film do cocaine. Well, for the record, all I did in my free time at Toronto is sleep. Oh, that's <laughs> good. Sleep and indulge in my diet that consisted entirely of Starbucks food. That, oh. I, I, okay, I lie. So I ate Starbucks food most of my days there when I had no time to take a break. But one day I got to go with Steve, Matt, and Adam, and we got some sweet Jesus. And I'm telling you, if you've never been to Sweet Jesus and you've been to Toronto, you're doing Toronto wrong because that is the best ice cream I've ever had. Never heard of it. It's her. so good. I can't <laughs> handle it. All right. Um, so, and then... There were a couple more I wanted to highlight. I don't know. You jumped ahead and now I'm all off. Oh, no. I have no idea what we've discussed. We, um, do, we do have to wind down. Do you want to do some uh, rapid fire? Well, that's, I'm like, Last what did we already titles. talk about and what didn't we? Um, Couldn't hurt to have a reminder, especially because so many of them are new. So I guess, yeah, I don't know. Whatever. There's lots of movies. Uh, I'm going to see them. <laughs> I was ex- I'm, I'm into You Don't Know Me, which is a documentary on Showgirls. Um, I'm into, I'm curious about one called Amigo, which is basically a, a pair of friends. One gets the, uh, is driving and they get in a car crash and the other friend gets like permanently paralyzed. So the other friend tries to help him and then they just start to really hate each other and things get scary, which sounds very interesting and dark. I'm very much hoping I get to see Swallow, which I missed at Fantasia, mm-hmm. is about a woman who compulsively starts swallowing objects in her home, um, and then it gets out of control. <laughs> it's like the opposite of Butt Boy, I guess. Um, yeah, there's so much. I'm really excited for all of them. I think we mostly talked about them. I think. I don't know. We got a little crazy <laughs> there at the end. I just I, started uh, to think about the comparison between Swallow and Butt Boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. There you go. We got there. yeah so enjoy shoving things in your orifices (laughs) i guess that's the theme of this fantastic fest i don't know okay yeah Uh, i cannot wait to hear your full report when you come back because there's no doubt in my mind it's going to be 10 times more enjoyable than this conversation was even and i'm already entertained to no end so it's sort of it's a crazy amount of film and what really you know just to sum it up what really gets me excited is the ones that i haven't mentioned but that i'm going to be so excited to tell you about when i come back Cannot wait. I'm going to be relying on you to basically uh, form my lineup to make sure I don't miss anything that is going to make waves. Uh, Random Acts of Violence. I've been very excited for for a very long time. Comic book adaptation from Jay Baruchel. Uh, that he's been working on for oh years. Oh, my God. I totally forgot yeah. about that. He came in here and he spoke about that a while back. And it, it definitely, it, you know, caught my eye now. Yeah, I'm curious. I'm very curious. And it's one of the opening night films. So that's, Sweet. that's intriguing. All right, guys. We got to uh, we got to push pause on this epic uh, episode of The Witching Hour Film Festival style. Mm-hmm. But this isn't the end. I say push pause because Haley's going to go to uh, Fantastic Fest and then she's going to come back and tell us about everything she saw and she did there. And there's no doubt going to be some wonderful stories heading your way from that event. But 
while she's gone, I am going to urge you to follow her absolutely everywhere, her work on Collider.com. And Haley, where can everybody follow all the fantastic fest shenanigans on social media? Well, I'm going to try to post things, which I say every time and never do, but I promise I will try. You can find me at Haley Fouch on Twitter and Haystack McGroovy on Instagram. And uh, Doreen is going to be there, too. So, like, she actually will post things. Oh, nice. And uh, you guys can follow my my jealousy over on uh, Twitter. (laughs) Twitter and Instagram at P. Nemiroff, where I will attempt to live vicariously through the two of hey, you. I didn't get to have the fancy ice cream, so it's okay. a trade-off. No, that's fair. But you do get uh, Alamo Draft House cookies and milkshake, which I guess now now I'm just a drive away from, so yeah. I shouldn't really complain so about that. Fuck you. All right. <laughs> you better eat some barbecue while you're there oh, you to make better. me really jealous. Believe it. Go to Black's. That was, oh, God. Oh, my Food God. coma. Food coma South by Southwest. Have fun. Safe travels. We've got another episode, though. Yeah. Before you go. So we're going to say that again to you next week. Right? No. <laughs> when do you leave? I leave, today? I leave two days from <laughs> now. Today's the 17th. Yeah. Goodbye, Allie. <laughs> you better come back. I will. I promise. <gasps> Hurry up. All right. So the next episode is going to be our Fantastic Fest recap. I'm going to write my brain before <laughs> that episode, I swear to God. All right, guys. That's it. We're leaving before this spirals out of control even further. You have officially survived, but have we? The witching hour. (laughs) We begin today's meditation with a few sipping exercises to remind us a little treat can go a long way. So pick up your McCafe iced coffees, close your eyes, and deep sip in. And deep satisfaction out. <sighs> Take a treat retreat at McDonald's. Right now, get a McCafe iced coffee in any size and any flavor for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price of participation may vary. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year, automatically, dollar for dollar, with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2020 Nielsen Report limitations apply.